G'day, g'day, and how are you going? My mum would always sing that to us. It was one of those funny things. I never realised she said it until, like, another friend, like, repeated it. And I was like, that's actually funny as. Um, and now I say it all the time. So welcome back. If you liked my rap at the end of the last podcast, that is great news because I've just released a rap album. I don't know if you can even really call it an album. It's like um, there's no music. It's just acapella. Um and, like, I definitely don't consider myself a rapper, but um, I feel like everyone who listens to rap, like, secretly writes raps, and so it just comes through me, so I write it down. Um, and then, like, I kind of want to do it because there's, like, such a stigma around girls rapping, like, we're not allowed, so that just makes me want to do it, like a fuck you. Um, but also, like, if I can, like, do it and, like, release, like, a rap album, it's got, like, five songs. Um, and, like, I'm not even, like, obsessed with music, then, like, hopefully that gives permission for, like, other girls who, like, are really passionate about it to just, like, not give a fuck what people think. Um, so the album is called Backyard Raps by Mew, and that is on my subscriber-only content. So it's, like, $3 a month if you want to subscribe, and then you can access that. Cancel any time. Um, even if you just want to, like, subscribe once just to access some of the content and unsubscribe, wouldn't even be mad about that. I'd be like, thank you for the $3, like, legit. Um, another thing as well, like you don't have to, I'm not, I don't like put my friends in tears of like how much they support me. Like if you just like, you know, message me or share my stuff, like that means just as much to me, like for real. Um, but yeah, so backyard raps, I'm also going to like, um, burn CDs of it. And like, so I'm going to sell like 10 limited edition, like real CDs, like in the CD case with the artwork and everything. And then there'll be like one of 10, I'll like number them and sign them. Cause one day they're going to be worth like a hundred million dollars. Yeah. So anyway, today I wanted to talk about, um, boundaries. So this kind of became relevant when I was talking about resentment because I remember in that podcast I said something along the lines of um, I resent people when I'm really mad at myself um, because I allowed them to treat me that that way um, or they over, I allowed them – I had weak boundaries and I allowed them to disrespect me and I carry the resentment for that. And so boundaries is something that I've thought about um, a lot. So, you know, and saying no – um, why is it so hard to say no sometimes, you know, why do we even need boundaries? Why is it hard to have boundaries? And I think the underlying theme of all of it is that it's hard to say no, because the underlying fear is of being alone. So, you know, for me in my past, I've been a people pleaser, you know, I've been kind of so desperate to be accepted or liked by people that I would kind of do anything. I think it's because like as well, part of this is having autism, like reflecting now and realizing that I was just different. I just really want to be accepted and acknowledged and seen. Um, and I feel like I've had in the past being younger, almost had to like buy my friends in ways, like not like actually, um, like with money, like giving money to be my friend, but just things as in like, you know, I would always, you know, bring food to them or I would always be the one to drive us everywhere or like, you know, I'll just give gifts all the time or, and it's almost like I had, to, I would always give, not always, but a lot of the time I gave, like would have to give 90% of myself to someone just for them to give 10% of them back to me. And that was a good deal. I was happy with that because at least I had, we had some deal and I had someone that was on my side. Um, and so, like, as I got older, um, just kind of realizing how, like, a lot of those, a lot of those people that, like, you know, you're people pleasing and stuff don't actually really like you and don't actually really care for you. Um, again, like, I've said this before, but I think the greatest gift that came from depression was realizing kind of who was there and um, a lot of people just, like, kind of fell away. Um, 
and like when it was time for me to like receive and need help, like it was interesting how people kind of didn't show up and I'm not mad about it. I think that's the other thing is like, I kind of have to take responsibility. I mean, like these people who took 90% of me, you know, they didn't ask for that. I'm the one who gave it to them and offered them. And then I can't kind of just demand that they give that back. Like, um, you know, I have to take some responsibility that I'm the one who made the bad decisions and was naive enough to not kind of see that, um, everyone was like that. So yeah, I think like underlying all of it, like it's, it's hard, like saying no, because, um, yeah. And even just things like not necessarily saying no, but like, sometimes I feel like I've allowed people to disrespect me as well. I think there's two themes to this. I think one is like, you know, it's hard to have say no to people because you want to be people pleasing. You want people to like you. I think that's one side of it. And I think the other side of it is, um, when people would disrespect me, I didn't have the courage to stand up for myself. Um, I was afraid of conflict. Um, I think on some level as well, I didn't believe that I was worthy of sticking up for like, you know, I I think that you will never allow anyone to treat you worse than you treat yourself. And so when people treated me bad, you know, I was kind of like, yeah, I guess on some level I felt like I deserved that or I was worthy of that, or at least I wasn't worthy of standing up for. Um, and so I think like boundaries have come naturally to me on my journey because I've really gone through like the self-love journey and all of that. Um, and like, you know, as I've treated myself better, I've I've not allowed other people to treat me. Anyone in my life has to at least match that or at least, or treat me better. Um, and so I can feel when people are kind of disrespecting me. Um, and so now I have really strong boundaries of it because like, I don't deserve that. And yeah, like I said, like going through depression and people fell away. I got really good at being alone, like not just like, okay with being alone, but like, it's really peaceful here being alone. I'm happy being with just like a couple of friends, a few friends, you know, um, you know, I have more than that now, but at that time it felt like that. Um, and so like, you know, what you're competing against is just like how well I treat myself. So, you know, and I don't think my standards are too high. Um, but over time I've noticed, like, I feel like I've kind of taken a backseat and noticed the ways in which people disrespect me and how I feel disrespected. Um, and so, I kind of have rules um, and then like I, of like standards of like how people have to treat me or else I kind of keep them at arm's length. Like, for example, right, I can't have people in my life who are not happy for my success. You know, I can't have someone in my inner circle who's just like doesn't want to see me shine or do well in life because they're competing or like, you know, comparing or like whatever it is. Um, so if I'm like hanging out with a friend or someone and I notice that they're like, you know, not happy for my success – then like, that's like, a, okay, like I, I, I can still have a relationship with you, but I'm going to keep you at arm's length because like, you know, th- that's not acceptable to me. Um, another example of my rules is like, um, I can't have people around me who want to project an image onto me who that I feel is more negative than who I feel I am. Like whatever it is, like I've just been around people sometimes who will just, you know, want to believe that like I'm lying about certain things or like, I'm not legitimate in my good deeds. Like I'm not really as good as a person as I am or an honest person or just whatever it is. I feel like people will try and create this image of me and put that onto me. 
And I've realized that that has nothing to do with me. That's like their projections, um, whatever the hell's going on in their head that they're putting onto me. So if I notice that in someone, then like, you know, that's enough, that's like arm's length for me. I can't have that around me. Um, it's not good for my mental health. Um, you know, another rule is like people who have to have my back behind my back, um, People have to value my perspective. They don't just presume that I'm wrong and that they're right when we have a discussion. It's surprising how common this is, um, especially since I've had blonde hair um, or else, you know, I just don't feel like my contribution to a conversation is valuable. And if I don't feel valued, then that's arm's length. Um, and another big one for me is like the give take, like has to be equal. This is something that I'm really conscious of because in the past, like I'm a giver. And so if I get paired up with like a taker, that shit is so fucking toxic. Like, so I've got to be really conscious of like, you know, I give, um, if I'm generous and I give to someone and it can be anything, your time, um, like, you know, Again, like driving people, like your petrol money, like just, you know, um, how much like, you know, if you're just like, yeah, whatever, like I've got lunch, don't worry about it, you don't have to pay me back. And then like it's not the same kind of thing back. Then like that's a, that's a big one for me where I have to like kind of have at arm's length. And again, like it's not like that's the thing about all these things, right? It's not like I'm just sitting there um, sitting back like judging and just like observing and waiting for people to just like make mistakes. And it's not like that at all. It's more just like. I can feel like when a boundary is being crossed and I can feel when like disrespect, it just kind of like nudges up against you. Right. And like from there, I kind of have two, two choices. I can either talk to them about it or not. And I've, I used to be the kind of person who talked to everyone about it, but now I save myself the trouble sometimes. Like I kind of assess whether or not I, is this relationship that important to me where it's worth putting myself in that position because some people really aren't open to those conversations and then like, you know, their indifference towards you turns to hate like because you pulled them up on stuff. So sometimes I just put myself first and I'll just be like, okay, that relationship is what it is, um, you know, and I don't have to judge them for it. Like say they like, you know, take more than they give then like I can just step back and match their energy and I don't have to resent them for it you know like everyone's at a different place maybe they didn't have the same upbringing where they were taught the same things and I can't like judge them for that or look down on them for that um so and that's the other thing like I'm not perfect either sometimes and like I make mistakes and so like I like it when my friends like will tell me like I didn't like this, like this was disrespectful and it's always like more times than not it's an accident and you can be like, oh, shit, you know, and then you learn together then you grow together and the friendship becomes stronger. So I've learned like some people I won't bother with having that conversation, other people I will. I'll be like, hey, you know, I feel like you crossed a boundary here and then they might not understand why that boundary is so important to you. And the other thing as well is when you set a boundary, you give them permission to start setting boundaries too. And, you know, if you say, hey, I didn't like that you did this to me because I don't, you know, I don't want to be in that situation or I don't like giving that much, they might go, shit, you know what, like I never thought of it like that. Oh, like, you know, I like probably do that or I let people treat me like that. Like maybe I should like not do that. Like why have we normalised this, you know? A good example is like my best friend, like Raquel, like she'll go off the grid sometimes. Like sometimes she needs time away from like um, her phone Um and like a lot of people would get angry at her sometimes because she's not like accessible all the time, but she's stuck pretty firmly by that boundary. And that's taught me as well. Like that's okay. If you want to go off the grid sometime, you don't have to be so available all the time. So, you know, that's a really good example. Um, and the other thing as well is like interesting is like, I'm like with friends, I think sometimes I wonder, it's like, why is it so hard for us to have these cu- communications without conflict? Like as soon as we even think about having these like talks with a friend or something or setting boundaries, Instantly, we think it's going to be conflict. It's going to be hard. You know, we've got to get in defense mode. We've got to have the courage. We've got to get ready to fight. I wish we lived in a culture where we just had these conversations and there wasn't like such a fight. Um, and then it would make it so much easier. Um, but there's a really good saying if you avoid conflict to keep the peace, 
You start a war within yourself. It's by Cheryl Richardson. And that leads me to something that Brene Brown said. So everyone knows I'm like obsessed with Brene Brown. Um, and she, I've said it before, but she has a really great um, audio book on Audible. It's called The Power of Vulnerability, one of my top five books of all time. Um, but she says, she talks about this and how saying no is uncomfortable. Um, so she says that like the example she gives is that like, you know, she's going to pick her kids up from school and the school's like, hey, can you like please make like, you know, 24 b- brownies for like the school fate that we're having tomorrow, All right? So Brene says that she wears a boundary ring and it's a ring that spins. And she said that every time someone asks her to do something, her rule is that she spins it three times before saying yes. And she repeats her boundary mantra, which is choose discomfort over resentment. Choose discomfort over resentment. Choose discomfort over resentment. Mm, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to have time tonight. I'm sorry. And so, like, it's interesting when I read that, I was like, shit, that's so true because it's like that 10, 15 seconds of discomfort of not being like, yeah, sure, like, because she said her default is just be like, yeah, sure, like, I'll do anything for you, like, no problem, like, like me. Um, And so, like, you know, that 10, 15 seconds of discomfort where you can't please someone and they might even think you're a bitch, whatever, Um, but it's better to have that 15 seconds versus, like, two hours at night that you're spending resenting them like making some like brownies and it's like interesting like what I said earlier about how I feel like resentment is really angry at yourself um yeah so that's like a good like kind of that's the good thing that I've chosen as well um I think it takes practice as well like setting boundaries um like little step by step um and the other thing as well I actually feel is that like I don't know there's kind of this connotation whereas if you say no and you have boundaries that you're like a bad person sometimes like if you cut people off or something that you're a bad person and I actually feel like the opposite is true. I kind of don't feel like you can be a good person um, until you've taken care of yourself first. Like sometimes you you kind of have to be selfish. It's like that saying you got to fill your cup before you can fill others. Um, I really do believe that like you have to like put yourself first and get yourself to a point where you're optimal and looked after and then you have energy to share, to give to other people. Um, and I was actually listening to Brene Brown on a podcast with Russell Brand. I believe it was his podcast. And they were talking about boundaries and she said that they had done studies. They did this study and it was on just good people. They could find all these like good people around the world, like monks, like whatever. And they found that the one thing that they all had in common was boundaries. They all had really strong boundaries. And so I think that even if you do feel like a cunt sometimes drawing a boundary, I think you're actually being a good person because like on the one hand you're teaching them that boundaries are okay and on the other hand, sometimes love is leaving. Like sometimes the only way to teach someone is to kind of like, you know, leave or, um, you know, cut them or just, or at least like cut that experience and say no to that experience. And so when you think of it like that, I don't feel so guilty (laughs) having boundaries, you know? Okay. So now to finish, um, I'm going to play a song by Tony Jones. So Tony Jones is the goat of affirmation music. Um, and she has a song called Noah's Bay for which the title of this podcast is named after. Um, Tony, if you're listening to this, I hope you don't mind me just like putting a song at the end of this track. I don't know shit about copyright and all that. If you want me to take it down, I will, but like, I'm just doing like a shout out. Um, yeah, so I'm going to play this song called Noah's Bay. Um, she has heaps of other good songs on Spotify. And before I leave, I'm just going to leave you with one last quote. 
The only people who get angry at you for setting boundaries are the people who benefited from you not having any. See ya. No, I love no. No is good and no 